0: Vet 24-7 is proud to present, said by Dr. Ed. Vet 24-7, visit your local vet, whenever, wherever.
1: Hello, I'm Dr. Ed of Vet 24-7.
0: I'm here to introduce you to some of America's greatest veterinarians. We'll ask these veterinarians to provide expertise on topics that matter to you and your pets. We'll explore helpful hints and amazing stories. We hope that you enjoy their insights and stories and that they help ensure that your pets stay healthy and happy. Tonight, we're very fortunate to have with us Dr. Laura Allison, owner of Compassionate Hearts Mobile Veterinary Service in Lake Worth, Florida. Dr. Tiffany Ma, owner of Compassionate Pet Hospice, Castro Valley, California. Good evening, doctors.
1: Good evening. Good evening.
0: Welcome to TED by Dr. Ed. Pets are family. When it's time to say goodbye to your elderly or terminally ill companion, there are ways to ensure your pet's final chapter includes as much comfort and dignity as possible. Pet hospice, extrapolated from human hospice, is a specific type of veterinary care Focused on the comfort of your pet. Today we're going to talk about pet hospice, alleviating fear and anxiety in your pet's final moments, understanding the difficulty and grief involved in the loss of the pet, and the guidance and support pet hospice offers to bring grace and serenity to you and your family. Do most practices offer hospice care or are there specialists by this specialized service?
1: Sorry, do you mind to repeat your question?
0: Do, Do most hospitals provide hospice care? Are these specialist services?
1: Do a hospital provide hospice care as a specialist? So I think most hospitals actually do not provide hospice care as part of their service. They actually have to refer the cases to the hospice veterinarian. But I know there is like one emergency clinic at, uh, in Berkeley that they have the hospice services in the hospital that they do the internal referral, but I think most of the cases were referred by the primary care doctor or specialty hospital that they don't have the hospice care, hospice service as part of the specialty service, but they just refer it out.
2: And I concur with Dr. Ma, we don't have any practices here that do that because it's a too labor intensive, too time consuming.
0: That's why they yes. release
2: their patients to our care. hmm
0: Okay. So Dr. Ma, when it's time to say goodbye, how do, you, how do you know when it's time to say goodbye?
1: Well, that's a tough question. That's why why the hospice care return comes in because when the owner basically when they think about doing hospice care or getting us into the picture, they are preparing themselves to say goodbye. So when we do the, the quality of life scale like the tours that Dr. Allison mentioned about, they usually keep a journal to check with, you know, to kind of ask those questions to themselves multiple times a day. I also recommend my client to keep two jars, one jar labeled as bad days, the other jar labeled as good days. And then you just, they just put corns or candies into each jar at the end of the day. And then after a while, they can compare which jar goes up more. If the bad days first more than a good day, then it's time to say goodbye. I also recommend them to keep a list of things. Ideally, five things or seven things have to be on an odd number, like chasing squirrels barking at the mailman, eating their favorite trees going to the dog park, wagon tests, and the owner come out, et cetera. So they, they keep track with those things. If the, the animal's not doing that anymore, or they have the the, the bad things, outnumber the good things, then that's also the time to say goodbye.
2: And absolutely. I, I agree with Dr. Ma that um, I provide a daily diary for my family, mm-hmm. which includes subject headers such as mobility, nutrition, hydration, elimination, interaction and attitude and favorite things so that every day they can make notations because when you go to revisit the family and you ask them how has the past week or two weeks been, they're not going to remember necessarily all the subtleties of change that they noticed within that time. So having that daily diary and allowing me to read it when I get there and Take that whole appointment into another direction. So that's a great help as well. Mm-hmm. Dr. Alice. And, and the, the other, I think the other part to that question is, that we're concentrating on the, the pet, a lot depends on the family too. There are so many variables such as, are there children involved in this decision making process? Is this the first time the family has had to witness this? Is, has this pet been with them for 15 years or was this a recent adoption of a senior pet? There's Mm. so much that also depends on the family and their personal experiences because we have, we can guide them, but at the end of the day, it is their decision to say when, and you, that delicate dance of trying to educate by everything we've talked about—the daily diaries, the quality of life scale, and other examples such as the cat hiding in a place that you know he's never frequented before, um, or, or staring off into space and having strange behaviors—helping the you know the family know that as those clinical signs worsen that we need to start talking again mm-hmm. so that we we prevent any suffering or a crisis. Because the last thing we want for a family is that the last day, all they're going to remember was a horrible ride to the emergency clinic. The emergency clinic is full of sick patients and that everything is a rush. And their loved one is in a place that smells medicinal. phones are ringing, dogs are barking, cats are meowing. And the smells of their familiar household are not there. And I can tell you one thing, that's not how I want to go. And, mm-hmm. and for these sentient beings that we love, they should not have to endure that as
0: well. Thank you, Dr. Allison. Dr. Ma, there's a philosophy in hosp- hospice care. Better a day early than a day too late. Can you explain?
1: All right. Yeah, I would say what that means is that, as, well, it is, what it says is that we don't want our animal to suffer. So being a few days earlier, that means that, say, the, the animal may die on this natural cough on Friday, but we evenize the animal on Tuesday. That a few days doesn't make much difference because we, I always want my client to remember the animal as a legacy? like look at the whole picture, look at the whole life of the pet instead of you know get themselves stuck at the last few days. Is it two days earlier or two days later? I think that's not the most important to hold on to at the end of life of the animal. I would like them to think about what we can do to prevent suffering. So quality of life, prevent suffering or a- alleviation of the suffering is the goal of the hospice care. So it's better to day earlier than day too late. That means that we really don't want them to suffer. We don't wait until they are gasping in the air while we arrive there or they are, you know, cannot move at all. So that's how I look at it.
2: And I agree. I, I noticed this quite a bit with cats in chronic renal failure that sometimes the families perhaps haven't, don't know about hospice or have not sought out advice. And too many times that I can remember, you know, you get that last minute call, please help, and you go. And by the time you get there, we have a cat that is agonal breathing and almost in a coma. And, you know, that neck has that bark to it, where they're starting to stretch, which is extremely distressing. I don't like to see that. It makes me upset. I can't imagine a family having to endure that. And it's the same thing. Better the dog or cat, a day early, the sun was shining, we, you know, the big lab ate a delicious prime rib, Mm -hmm. and Kitty had lots of salmon sat out on the patio in the beautiful sunshine with a, a beautiful pristine wind blowing over their whiskers, then a day too late, where now we're in abject suffering and in anguish. And that's what the family is going to remember, and they will not forgive themselves. Yeah. So it's, it's protecting the patient, and it's also trying to protect the family.
0: hmm I agree. Thank you, Dr. Allison. Dr. Laura Allison of Compassionate Hearts Mobile Veterinary Service in Lake Worth, Florida. Dr. Tiffany Ma, Compassionate Pet Hospice of Castro Valley, California. End of life is a difficult time. For your efforts to serve families at this difficult time, we're very grateful. Thank you for the love and respect that you bring to this very tender subject. Doctors, thank you for being here tonight.
2: Thank you very much. It was a great
1: honor. Yeah, thank you so much. I'm glad to be here.